Hello guys and welcome to Confident Conversation Talk Show with Michael Adetu. I'm your host. Today with me I have Ayo Dimeji Ulubuesa, who is a photographer and a creative director. Together with me we'll be discussing about the creative space in Nigeria, majorly focusing on photography. And uh, Ayo, welcome on the show today. Yeah, um, welcome guys. Um, I'm glad to be on the show. It's been um, awesome, you know being on here so yeah i'm glad yeah. how have you been by the way how are you coping with the current pandemic going on um i've been coping good um just feels like it, it feels like maybe i subconsciously um was prepared for this yeah <laughs> as um as an entrepreneur you know you 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 start from scratch you you start on business you get it then you look into maybe creating a business and um i sort of like diversified before the old um, COVID came true. So I, I also, I started being a photographer because I mean, it affected a lot of photographers. People were working from home. And I mean, with photography, you have to, you know, mostly shoot people. Yeah, it's only... Hello, hi, can you hear me? I think I've lost you. Can you hear me? Hello, yeah, can, can you hear me? me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, so can you tell me where you stopped? Yeah, you were talking about um, working from home as a photographer. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, as a photographer, you can't actually work from home if you deal with human beings or with people. Yes. So the, the niche of photography that will have worked perfectly was, you know, people who shoot live, uh, lifestyle images, you know, products, and co, you yes. know, or maybe food photographers, then they, they don't necessarily affect them per se, but people who should, you know, event photographers, wedding photographers, portrait photographers, fashion photographers, definitely going to affect them. So, you know, and on the side, I had another business where I created, or something I created in 2016, where I was making backdrops for the photographers. And... And um, so in context of what we would understand, you know, making backgrounds for, you know, um, painterly backgrounds, that means I would hand paint backdrops, you know, instead of the normal paper rolls you have. So it was a niche that was not necessarily booming when I started, but right now it's the go-to kind of background for most photographers worldwide. So most people don't really use paper backdrops per se like that they still use it maybe mostly for commercial but for portraits people just want to go with something that is painterly so i started producing that in 2016 up to this moment and um, i would say it's 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 one business that's really sustained me you know when um photography has been on the low so it's 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 been quite interesting because the during these or uh, pandemic i wasn't I, I would say living in nigeria the context of living in nigeria i wasn't um, necessarily affected you know by by the whole covid situation so yeah i, I mean it's been interesting hmm. okay hi let me uh, let me I, I know definitely there are a lot of uh, hands and a lot of people going into the creative space in nigeria um yeah. as, as, as for you was this what you did in university or is this something you picked up after you done from uni? Where no, does so, this journey started from? Okay, so um, let me say for photography, I 
I'd always had like a creative mind, you know. Um, I, I as a kid, I used to like paint. I used I used to love fine art a lot, you know. Aside loving sciences, I used to love fine art a lot. So I got my first camera as a birthday gift when I was I think I was about um, let's say I was in secondary school and I think I was about 13, 14 or so, and I had a very small thirty-five millimeter camera. And uh, it was the manager of my dad's photo lab. So my dad had the photo lab. And also, my grandfather was also a photographer. Okay, but, I see where it's coming from. Like, no, people always say they see where it's coming from. But I never really met my grandfather as a photographer. It was my grandfather, you know. I can't remember him. Although he took many pictures of me, but that was when I was a kid, you know. When I was older, unless when I was very conscious, it was I I I even lost him when I was about six years old. That was like late night six. That's when I lost him. So hmm. you know, six year old child, you don't really know much, you know. So I didn't see him take camera around me, you know. Though there were pictures he took when I was a baby, but seeing him work as a photographer was not something I ever witnessed. Okay. So I would say there was maybe a connection, but people can say, oh, there's still a connection regardless, but. I would, <laughs> I would say, cause I never met any insert till to today. I only see pictures of him with a camera, but I never like experienced him as a grandfather who was a photographer. I just experienced him as a grandfather, as he is, you know. So, so anyways, moving forward, uh, my grandfather, uh, my my dad had the photo lab, you know, where they develop. Then it was still film era. It was late nineties, you know, entering the old. Um, millennium space and it was people were still a lot of photographers were still shooting film so there were still many film color labs you know who were processing film so that means you shoot film you take your film to the photo lab and you develop it into the actual picture yes. so it was the manager of the lab that got me a camera and I started taking pictures you know in school then I would go on field trips I take my camera take pictures of school my mates and all that and of course my father owned the lab so it was developed for free so, mm-hmm. you know, what I was taking almost maybe a week after, you know, some days after. So it was quite interesting. And then I, I had to do my work. So I, I stopped, you know, most activities and was just focused on getting my work done. Passed it and got into school. Um, I went to Babcock, you know, where is where I met you. And, you know, um, it was not until I got a particular phone. Um, the Nokia N8, you know, that's that's when my passion for photography got re- reignited, and I started taking pictures again. And you know, from then on, I got encouraged by different communities, communities, photography communities in Nigeria. Yeah, people were photographers who were seeing my work. I mean, looking at my work now, I know there's so much growth. <laughs> you know, because mm-hmm. then I was shooting mostly nature photos. You know, leaves, plants insects very interesting things you know for very, for very up close photography or landscapes you know things that i knew okay i could still handle with a decent smartphone so i was doing that i was also posting the pictures on Flickr, and um, i was getting really nice reviews on Flickr, and you know that was what helped me you know to, to keep pushing and so the major break for me i would say when when I knew okay that I was going to do this for real was, you know, when um, Ben Carson came to Nigeria and okay prior to that, 
I had broken up with my ex and I was feeling almost a bit depressed. So, or sad rather, I wouldn't say depressed because I don't think I've ever gotten depressed. Mm. So, I, I, I thought, you know, why don't I just create a small body of work and exhibit it in school? And it was basically a work that showed my university then in, in different lights, you know, how the university was during the day and how it was at night. And out of that project, I picked out very um, eight strong photographs, you know, went to Lagos, printed them in a large format, came back to the exhibition, invited the principal officers of the school, though they basically couldn't make it. And they saw the picture and they actually bought the pictures, you know, and it, 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 it was quite interesting because that was maybe the goal you know, that I was doing. I just wanted to expose myself out there that, hey, I can do this, you know? Yeah. Mm. So, so, I mean, but the school saw value in it. Of course, they saw a commercial value. You know, one of the pictures there was used for two or three years straight as the picture they used for the admission. It was a picture of, there's a bell tower that was in school, one long clock tower like that, mm-hmm. you know? And I took it in a very interesting way and interesting angle of perspective. And they used that, they ran it for, you know, like three admissions, you know, consecutively. And it was interesting, you know. And after that, they called me to um, document Ben Cassin's arrival to Backpack University. He's going to Olomorok in Nigeria, you know, and other activities in school, you know. And it was quite interesting that it was from that personal project that, you know, got me Things all that. For you. Exactly. You know, so it was from then on, I, I would say, I, I then started, you know, seeing myself as a professional photographer and, you know, it's, it's, it's been awesome all through till now. Okay, so fast forward, how, how have you been able to help keep your creative mind active, especially during this pandemic? Did you, what have you done? Have you done anything differently from pre um, uh, lockdown compared to now how are you keeping your creative self active okay so um for for me keeping myself active creatively um i mean like i said i i run another business which includes painting and and, and that in itself is something that I do almost every time. So it, it still keeps me creative. Well, what do you mean by creative? It means creating something. You're just creating something, mm-hmm. you know, from scratch. Yeah. So it, yeah. It's something I do almost daily. Okay. You know, be it me editing pictures, be it me painting, be it me taking photographs, you know, it's, it's, it's just what I am as a person. I think it applies to every creative person you know no matter even if you're doing something even as good as writing a caption you always want it to be so creative that it's it just involves your personality like everything is in everything you do i don't know if you can understand what i'm trying to say like i i do perfectly yes yeah so you know that's that's been okay for me i, I mean aside that is there anything you know as a person as an individual I've picked up yeah you know during the whole covid i after the whole pandemic i picked up cycling you know that's something I've been doing a lot lately. Even after this podcast, um, I am I'm to go cycle with a group of cyclists. You know, by four o'clock. So that's another thing that that I think has helped me mentally and also helped my health. Because um, before I used to have backache 
But since I started cycling, you know, it's it's all gone. It just keeps me more active and all that. So yeah, but aside that, there's also another project I was meant to do before the pandemic, but I couldn't do it because of the whole lockdown. But now that the lockdown has been lifted up, I'm all, I'm looking into you know going back to to reaching out to, the, to where I want to project and, and all that. So yeah. All right. So l- let's just quickly talk about the creative space in Nigeria. Okay. What what challenges have you seen so far, and how, what future do you see when it comes to creative okay. space in Nigeria? Mm. That's a very tricky question. I mean, when I mean creative space, let's just say it's a broad is a broad space. Let's just limit yes, it to much. photography. Yes. I understand. So I would say. Niger- the, the the best asset Nigeria has is, is not necessarily the um the, the the raw materials or whatever or the oil it has or other natural resources it has. I think the best resources Nigeria has are its people. Um Nigerians are one of the most resourceful people and very talented people. You know, um they're very resilient successful people, industrious people. I'll start there. Now, when it comes to the creative space, there are so many people who are crazily talented, right? Yes. But because of the kind of environments they have, they can't fully tap into or explore themselves, their, their potentials to the highest. Why? Because of the kind of environment they live in, or also, not all, and because of financial constraints. I mean, when you mean when when you say the kind of environment, what what do you mean by that? I mean, the, there's some environment where you know even the immediate family. It's just now people are being open to their kids doing music, being okay. photographers, okay. you know, being visual artists. It wasn't something that was open. You look at it twenty two decades back or twenty years back. Yes. How many parents would would you say would say, okay, I want my child to be a photographer? Well, I want my child to be a DJ, right? In the context of Nigeria, right? Yes. Mm. But but now you see parents even supporting those kids being DJs, being musicians, being photographers, mm. being makeup artists. It wasn't something that that because and, and now our economy is shifting to um, not just the white collar job space; it's, it's switching to an artisan space where. You know, you have a lot of people who are using their hands to do something. You know, that's where our economy is heading. And is it heading there because a lot of people wanted to do that? No. A lot of people mostly wanted to work in the office. But when there was, you know, there's, there's been so much unemployment, you know, in many people's case, it was basically unemployment that drove them to being, a, being creative or being a photographer or a DJ or whatnot, you know. For a little, for a select few people, it was what they wanted to do from scratch. Okay, mm-hmm. so, so now um, I would say another major reason is um, the financial constraints. You know, um, many artisans or visual artists or artists in general don't have easy access to funds. You know, even even as a imagine you being a musician now and you you need money to push your music you need your music to be on radio to be in everybody's faces and what does that what drives that is money is resources mm. if you don't have that it to be so difficult you know yes, yes. be so lucky you know the same applies to you know photography you know 
a lot of people can't afford to to buy equipment. You know, photographic equipment is, uh, are quite expensive. You know, they are really it's it's really an expensive endeavor. I think in short, I think in almost any any sort of arts, when you want to get the tools you use to create those arts, they're quite expensive. If you speak to a musician, if you ask him, okay, how much did he get his guitar? Of course, he's not going to get the cheapest guitar. You know, he wants to get a guitar that will give him the accurate sound, you know, effect and whatnot. Or you're talking to a graphics designer when he wants to buy a computer, you know. Right now, computers get up to a million, you know, in, in the context of Nigeria. How many people can afford to spend a million on a computer? You know, so 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 these are the things that are quite constraints. But I think right now, maybe the government has been trying to, you know, make loans easier for, you know, creatives. I mean, I've seen where they 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 collaborate with the Bank of Industry in Nigeria and they give out loans to a select you know, number of sectors. It doesn't necessarily cover your sectors. It's not it's not everybody that can have access to it. You know, so I mean, it's it's still a work in progress. Even though we are going to be sixty next month, it's still a work in progress. Even mm. even in, in Nigeria, so yeah. I wouldn't say it's necessarily that easy. You know, it's it's uh, it's going to be something where you have to work hard and smart at the same time. Yes. So, you know, mm. what you have to do set your goals and say, okay, this year this is what I want to achieve. Yes. And work towards it. Even if you don't hit the old goal, I, I mean, if it's more than the goals you set for yourself, I think that's a win. Yes. Mm. So, but, th- but then, how do you see the creative space of Nigeria? In, I mean, in the coming years, what, what, what direction do you think the creative space is going to go when it comes to photography? I think it's going to be really big, but. Um, what, what I just see about photography is that there's this issue of um, individuality in our industry. And, uh, you know, it would be so nice if people could come, things happen. Because when people come together to do things, you achieve faster results. Mm-hmm. You know? So, but in Nigeria, there's this mentality of, you know, I'm just doing this for myself. You know, it's it's an all known for its own thing. You know, most brands are just on their own, which which it should be. I mean, it's it's sort of like a capitalist industry, but there are certain problems, or or let me put it this way: it would be so nice if everybody could be like under that situation. So if anything happens, that situation can fight for each and every photographer. Yeah. But in in Nigeria, there is a photography association, and a lot of people, photographers don't join them. You know. Which is true because they don't necessarily see the value joining them. You know, unlike when you are abroad, you can actually choose to join or not. But when you join, you know that you are going to get a lot of benefits. You know, from joining a particular community. Mm. You know, but in general, I see the the creative space, especially in photography, moving at at a really really high speed because you know looking at from a decade ago because i i mean i, I became a photographer i was a professional photographer about a decade ago now and the drastic changes you know as as has been phenomenal so i can now imagine 
And I cannot even imagine, you know, how we're going to be 10, 20 years from now. Of course, it's going to get better. You know, people are going to, you know, because the, the, the old community as a whole in Nigeria, I started seeing some value in photography. You know, people people are paying, are paying higher, you know, for photography services and all that. So, of course, it's going to get better on the long run. You know, it's definitely going to get better. It's, it's not on the downward spiral and mm. that's what matters. It's progress. Mm. I mean, because the the photography creative space um, for for each photographer, what brings the real uh, attention to people that that really, really want to work with any photographer is the ability to create original work. And I think, yes. and I think that was what um, gave you the break that you had and you are still having how would you advise any young photographer or people who are interested in going to this space to be able to keep or put out original work out there okay so first things first i would say um you have to be real to start with don't look at a trend and say you want to start copying it you know if you see people are doing this sort of stuff look for how you can do something different that you can call your own you know number two just tell authentic stories um you know because as a photographer at the end of the day when you look at the picture you want it to tell a particular story just make sure you can be a very simple story it doesn't have to be complicated and just make sure you're consistent with um, what you're doing because in your early years you need to put in that much work you know just to get that recognition now another thing a lot of photographers um, don't realize is the business aspect of the photography I mean I made that mistake I won't say it was a mistake I would call those years learning years because uh, for almost five years as a photographer I was mostly focused on being the artist I didn't really care much about the business side. Okay, even though I was still business savvy, but I was more art oriented than business oriented. Of mm-hmm. course, as you get older, you know you you have bills to pay. Um, you get married, you have responsibilities and all that. So yes. you need to now start putting in context about the business because at the end of the day, you need to look at it. What value am I giving? What's my value worth? And charge for it. So um I would say you need to also focus on the business aspect. If you don't know much about business, you can learn from people, you can read, you know, about running the business online. There are different avenues to learn about different things. So um for for me now personally now, I would say okay, if if you if 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 you got to that level where you're confident, you know, because there are different levels to these things. Um, some people are still learning, so they, they don't have that confidence to say they want to charge for their work. So when you when you get to that level where you know that you can charge for your work, right? You need to now set up a business structure. It could be very something very simple. For example, you need to ask yourself, who are my clients, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you need to profile your clients. You need to ask yourself, who are my clients? Okay, who's my ideal client? Imagine who your individual client is. What car does it drive? What clothes do they wear? Where do they go to shop? You know, where do they go to relax? What schools do their kids attend? You know, so because when you, you now profile people like that, you cannot say, oh, someone like this would have enough money, enough disposable income to buy into my service. Because at the end of the day, 
we need to, in the context of Nigeria, a lot of people see photography as vanity. So you need to treat it as such because you need to work with the con- in the context of where you are living or where you are running your business. The way McDonald's or KFC runs a business in Nigeria is way different from how they run a business in the UK mm-hmm. because of the, the way people think in that area. So you need to ask yourself these questions and ask who has the most money to pay for my service? Do I want to go for the government workers who don't have so much? So it means that I have to shoot a lot of government workers to make a certain amount in a year. If I'm going for the rich, it means that I just have to shoot maybe once or twice in a month to attain that same financial result. Yes. You know, so it's, it's all about your skill. What do you want? You know, and, and at what level do you want to be? So that, that's what will guide you to, to meeting those kind of clients because it means that you yourself, you have to direct or position yourself in such a way that you'll be meeting people like that. Yes. You know, so so if if and, and you have to broaden your thinking, you know, because some some people at the end of the day they'll, they'll be like, wow, if I'm charging five hundred k for a shoot, me myself I can't afford it. So why should I be charging the high? No, people shouldn't think like that. If what you're bringing to the table is of so much value that someone is willing to pay that much, then charge for it. You don't need to start questioning about because it it happens to artists where. Uh, I think there's something called imposter syndrome where, you know, you, you start feeling like you're not that good. Even myself, sometimes it still happens to me where I feel, man, I don't think my work is that awesome like that, you know, but <laughs> to other people, it is more than awesome or more than enough for what they need. Mm. So, you know, people need to pay so much attention to the financial side of their business, you know, and, and at the end of the day, you don't have to run everything. You don't have to be the accountant, you can actually hire people at an affordable rate. There are people around who are looking for small businesses to manage. Yeah. You can reach out to people like that and they will run your finances and you will just focus on doing what you know how to do best. Mm. You know, and well, that's it. So that's just my advice. I mean, I, I, I just have two more questions to ask you before you go. So, okay. Um, have you ever at any point how? Uh, opportunity to work with any international artist. What I mean by that, I mean any international photographer. And how was the experience? Are there any challenges? Were you treated less? I mean, were you want to? Are, are you, you saying in, international artists or company? I mean, let either let, let complain or photographer or artist. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm, I must confess, all the photographers have reached out to or spoken to, you know, either in, in person or, or via, you know, social media. They've been so open. In short, they've been insanely so open because you send a message and you're thinking, oh, they're going to respond in, you know, a week's time. They respond so fast. You know, compared to when I was trying to get my foot to photography and there's some photographers I was trying to reach out to and they never responded to my messages. Mm. You know, so the contrast is so sharp. They they are more responsive. They are willing to be open. They are so open about their business. They don't hide anything, you know. So I would say it's been a it's been a good experience, you know, talking or interacting with um, photographers um, in another country. You know, it's I've not had any any I don't have anything bad to say. It's 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 all been good. All been good. 
it's, it's interesting to hear that so before you before I allow you go do you have anything to say for people who might be listening to this what advice would you have to give um well um first of all I would I would just say number one you, you need to be yourself number two you need to know exactly what you want um there was a time in my life where I just do things I never had a plan but the moment I I said okay this year this is what I want to achieve it everything just started aligning properly because it means that your thoughts are not everywhere it's all gathered in one place so if is there so there's a scene you see if if you don't plan to succeed then you're planning to fail so if you don't plan is as good as saying you have no plan at all and when you don't have any plan at all if you are unlucky then most likely you, you, are, you are bound to feel that most times that's what happens so you need to set up your goals properly you need to plan yourself and most of all if you're, you're listening to this and it's mostly about business you know stuff you, you, want, you want to succeed in any creative stuff you're doing then our advice like I said earlier you need to ask yourself who your um, customer is or your client is and find the appropriate channels to market to them. For example, a lot of Nigerian photographers market a lot on Instagram. I'm not saying it's not the best place. Of course, it's, it's an awesome place, but everybody's there. So what it was something different I felt I could do? Why? I went back to traditional way. I printed it proper um a proper portfolio right mm-hmm. and i submitted my work at different agencies and from that alone i was able to get work just by doing the most um, simple thing direct marketing mm-hmm. you know instead of waiting for someone to go to my instagram or i send links no there's something that is so different about having your work when people can hear your work they can see your work and feel your work you know, so you know, I took my actual work, and it was if the book when you see the book said it felt so premium, you know. So anybody seeing knows that ah, this person is it means business, you know. So it that got me more work than um, being on Instagram, you know. So for some people, it's Instagram they see any of their clients. So you need to figure out, you know, and plan around what works for you oh, because yeah. what works for you might not work for another person. Like for me, Instagram necessarily doesn't work for me when it comes to my photography. Mm. And I think that's because of the sort of client I am looking out for. So the sort of client I'm looking out for, most of them they have time for Instagram. You know. So so I but, but on the flip side, my other business I told you about the mere backdrops which I run. Most of my clients come from Instagram. So can you see I run two businesses? One doesn't doesn't necessarily rely on Instagram marketing. The know, other just take market. the route of traditional marketing. The, yeah. The other the other one is via Instagram I make lots of sales. So you, you can see why I said one thing might not work for you, but it might work for another person. Yes. You know, so so that's 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 what I would like to you know say to anybody listening. Mm. Thank you so much, Ayo. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you for your time.